Hello, hello, guys. This is podcast number eight. Eight, the perpendicular infinity sign. Well, that got me thinking about this episode. Oh, by the way, I'm Jason Lee, clinical immunologist, allergist in Toronto. I've been podcasting for just over a week now. Now, I thought I'd talk about the rare and wonderful that I see. These conditions are very rare, and they're kind of allergies to very strange things. It's not strange to me, because I see them as an allergist immunologist, and occasionally I can offer some help and advice. The first rare condition that I will talk about is semen allergies. Yes, you heard that correctly, semen. Sometimes some women, I haven't seen this in any men yet, but sometimes women will have an allergic reaction and boarding on anaphylaxis, sometimes outright anaphylaxis, every time there is some kind of sexual activity that involves exposure to sperm or semen to be exact. Now, they've actually characterized what proteins can cause these allergies to happen. And, you know, this is a phenomenon that occurs every now and then. No one knows the true prevalence of this, so how many people actually have this, no one knows. Oftentimes people are afraid or embarrassed to seek medical attention about it. Now, this is a condition where there is actually uh, some form of treatment that may be useful. The main one being what we call semen desensitization. Now, first of all, you've got to confirm the diagnosis, though. Um, so you often have uh, a semen sample from their uh, significant other, and we will do skin testing. And of course, with any skin testing or any scientific procedure, we need a control group. Oftentimes, the husband acts as a control group. And everyone, uh, I think, who's listening to this may be familiar with skin testing. But for those who are not, um, skin testing involves essentially putting whatever the allergen is on the skin and then pricking the skin um, just superficially enough so that the mast cells, the, uh, the cells that cause the reaction, can react to it. So this is how we confirm the, ta- the diagnosis. You skin prick the husband and wife or partner, and you see what the reactions are like. And I've had two confirmed cases in my uh, career, and the therapy that we offer is something called semen desensitization. Now, it sounds kind of uh, like any other desensitization, but what this involves is, again, having uh, the male partner uh, bring in his sperm or semen in a cup, and we do... Desensitization, just like we do with any other one. Gradual, slow uh, exposure. Uh, Usually this can be done in uh, uh, one or two days, depending on how quickly we can progress. And this can try to desensitize to semen allergy. Now, we don't know for sure if this affects fertility by doing this. So um, it's kind of like one of those other topics in allergy where we're still stuck in the stone ages. Because these problems are very infrequent and kind of very hard to study. Now, if you thought that was bizarre, how about reacting to your own sweat or cold? Now, cold and cholinergic urticaria, so exposure to cold causing allergic reactions, or mainly it's usually in the form of urticaria. But when it's very severe, like you jump in a cold lake or cold pool, it can cause anaphylactic reactions to happen. And sometimes this causes death in terms of losing consciousness in a large uh, body of water that happens to be cold. Cold urticaria and cold anaphylaxis is something that's seen, um, but 
We don't know exactly how many people are affected by it. I suspect this is much more common than the semen allergy that I just, just described because I see a patient with cold urticaria at least once a week. The way we test for this is uh, in the classic sense, something called the ice cube challenge. This is a test where you literally put an ice cube on your skin, you leave it there for a little while and then you take it off. And on the rewarming, if it is true cold induced urticaria, it should um, be present a hive or something like that. Now, some people have something called systemic cold induced urticaria, meaning that your whole body temperature, core temperature has to be uh, below a certain point. Now, figuring out the exact temperature is interesting in an academic point of sense, but it doesn't necessarily change management. There are all sorts of fancy machines to determine exactly what temperature your skin starts to react at. However, this can vary from one, uh, the same individual from one week to another, depending on what else may be going on in your life. So um, I'm not a fan of uh, testing for this routinely with this very expensive $4,000 machine, but some people do do it, and it's, it is intellectually interesting for uh, research purposes. Now, the other one I mentioned is your own sweat called cholinergic urticaria. Now, this sounds bizarre, uh, reacting to your own sweat. But from a mechanism point of view, it's not all that bizarre. A bead of sweat as it moves around your body mimics some of the movements of like a parasite or, some, or an insect going on your skin. The uh, temperature is often different. And in fact, it causes, uh, this is one of the most efficient ways that the body cools is through evaporation of liquids on your skin. So that's the whole reason why we have sweating as a mechanism to maintain our body temperature. In any event, the sweat also also has a lot of different uh, salinity, uh, osmolality from your uh, skin. So it's a, it is a trigger that's different from your body's internal um, uh, chemistry. So the cells that cause allergies, the mast cells, are able to detect these changes. And sometimes if it makes a mistake, it will start reacting to your own sweat or cold exposure. So just be... Uh, uh, mindful when you think that someone's uh, maybe making something up saying that they're allergic to cold. Um, now, cold-induced urticaria uh, of the two uh, tends to be associated uh, occasionally with more serious or sinister background uh, things. Um, one of them is cryoglobulins or cryofibrinogens. Uh, one of the things I test for is something called cold agglutinins. These are all things that can go wrong internally inside your body. They don't always necessarily cause symptoms, and finding this can prompt you to do uh, more testing for, uh, you know, for in some cases, infectious disease or other uh, rare conditions. So um, don't be afraid to ask your doctor and tell your doctor if you have some of these bizarre sort of symptoms, because, you know, uh, you know, if it's happening to you, it has probably been described somewhere else in the literature. And for someone like me, it is not bizarre at all. In fact, it's so common uh, that I, uh, both are such common things that I see that I have a handout on each of these conditions. Now, the last rare condition that I'll talk to you is also not that rare uh, for an allergist immunologist. Um, this is the condition called uh, systemic mastocytosis, and I mentioned this previously before. It's when your whole body has too many allergy cells, essentially. Uh, that's the gist of it. And for whatever reason, uh, it, your bone marrow uh, progenitor cells start making a lot of these cells. 
and they sort of diffuse out and propagate through your body. Now, when we say systemic, it usually means more than just the skin, um, because skin mastocytosis is called cutaneous mastocytosis. Systemic usually involves other organs, so if it involves the GI tract, for example, it'll lead to a lot of diarrhea, uh, malabsorption, um, a lot of mucus elsewhere in your body, in your nose, and your throat. Uh, some people get asthma-like symptoms. Uh, in fact, it's uh, it can be uh, sometimes a rare cause of asthma. Um, usually on the skin, though, you'll see something called urticaria pigmentosa, which means that it looks like kind of like a, a pigmented nevi. So uh, again, I'm, I apologize. I'm using so much terminology here. It's just kind of innate to me. But it's like a mole uh, that's pigmented, and if you if you scratch on it, it'll cause uh, reproducibly urticaria. Hey, look, I just met my uh, fitness goal by doing all these hand gestures as I'm doing this podcast, so there we go. Um, this condition is supposedly one in 200,000, but I happen to have a fair number of them, so it's not that rare. I just think it's not diagnosed. Often a good screening test is a simple blood test that you can do. Unfortunately, in the jurisdiction of Ontario or the province of Ontario, it's not a a Ministry of Health or OHIP covered uh, blood test, which is unfortunate, but uh, you know, if you suspect this, it's well worth the $70 or so it costs. Um, With systemic mastitis, mastocytosis people will react to everything so they may have all the urticaria triggers uh, they may be set off by taking an advil or aspirin uh, very easily they may be set off even every time they drink alcohol so th- be aware that this is a potential cause of uh, having multiple reactions to m- multiple stimuli thank you very much for listening now um, technology has evolved unfortunately there are mach- uh, machines that exist I, sh- I should say fortunately there are machines that exist to test the exact same temperature or the exact temperature point at which your point yeah.